0: This is Rama for today. Dowie said he interviewed and talked to, I think it was 254, never ministered or prayed for a single one of them. Just sent them away, just like they came. When he got to a dear old black woman, I think she was the 254th one. And this dear old black woman didn't have any shoes on because her feet and limbs, I guess you had dropsy among other things, were swollen. You see, to where you couldn't get your shoes in feet. Her feet were bursted open. Her limbs were bursted open and swollen and burst. And she had gunny sacks. We'd call them down in Texas and here in Oklahoma, toe sacks wrapped around her feet. And everywhere she'd step, she'd leave blood. She came in. She's the 254th one. He never ministered to another one of them, prayed for another one of them. But the 254th, he laid hands on her, and she went out. Everybody saw her right, perfectly well. Why didn't he minister to the rest of them? They weren't ready.
1: Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching Healing Belongs to Us on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message.
0: I, I tell the illustration sometimes, make reference to this during one of my meetings, a woman brought her daughter, older lady, because her daughter was 36 years old. She brought her for prayer. This, this daughter was facing major surgery. Well, the Spirit of God revealed to me when they walked into the room that the daughter did not believe in divine healing and that she really didn't want to be prayed for. I knew that the minute I laid my eyes upon her just as much as I knew what my name was but it didn't say anything right off. You see, she had never had any teaching on the subject of divine healing. Her mother had uh, gotten into, see, the children were all grown and married. They were raised in a denominational church. And they were all grown and married and away from home when the mother got baptized with the Holy Ghost and got over into a full gospel church, you see. Well, of course, the mother's concerned about this child. And it's still her child, even though she is 36 years old. Still her daughter. You know, you just can't force people into things. Even if they are your children or your kinfolks or whoever they are. They've got to make some choices and decisions for themselves. Are you listening to me? Like Brother Lee Eller, one of our board members, you know, he was many years, you know, and connected with full gospel of men Some of the full gospel of men went up to Kansas City and spoke there at the chapter meeting. Then they spoke in a local church there on Sunday. And he's, after being in our meeting, he's a great one, you know, to lay hands on folks to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So he said, uh, you know, they're praying for different ones. And he said that a, a, a great big lady brought her boy. Later on he learned he's 14. and He didn't look like he's all that old, but he's 14 years old up there, to, you know, and said, you know, pray for him be baptized the Holy Ghost. He said, son, are you saved? He said, well, I, I guess so. He said, well, do you want to be baptized the Holy Ghost? And he rolled his eye and looked at her. mom and said, she say I do. <laughs> but you don't get something just because she say I do. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that right? See what I mean? In other words, it's not a matter. It, it, it's what he wants, not what his mother wants. And so it is with this lady. It's not what her her mother wants. What about her? Amen. Her mother really had just sort of forced her into coming because her mother was financing the operation. She's very, very wealthy. In fact, this little town here in Oklahoma where I was preaching, she she owned nearly everything in town. I mean, just one main business district, you know, at that time. Now they've added, but at that time, back in the early 50s, uh, there's only one business, you know, one main street, and she owned practically every building on both sides of the street. <laughs> and she, she's the most wealthy person in the city, and so she's going to finance this operation. And so, uh, actually, you know, you don't uh, somebody going to loan you several thousand dollars and finance an operation, you know, and they come and get you and want you to go for prayer. Well, you're not going to say no, you know. I mean, you just go along and say, well, not going to help, and do any good anyway. But I'll just go. And so I tried to talk to them and every time, you know, I just sat sat down this talk. See people need to before they're prayed for they need to be talked to. Well unless we talk to them in these services here. Sometimes they need to ask them some questions. And so the mother kept saying, well, I've driven a long ways and I've got to get her back here. No, she just wanted me to hurry up and pray. And I said, well, I don't want to be unkind about it, but if you're in that big a hurry, well, just load her up and take her back. I'm not praying. <laughs> well, all right then, she said. But every time I'd ask the daughter a question, the mother would answer it. And so then I finally said, now, I'm talking to her and I don't want to be mean about it. But if you're not going to let her talk, then I'm not going to pray for her. Just might as well load her up and take her back home. Now we don't want to be unkind, but I, I'll be honest with you. We we have so many to get to that we, we do rush through some time. But but I think really we make a mistake. I remember when when uh, when Doctor Dowie, I wasn't alive then, but I I read this from his own pen. He wrote it himself. That when he first came to America in 1895. Now, see, he had received in 1875 down there in Australia. he's pastor First Congregations Church in Sydney, Australia. And the bubonic plague came, and he had buried 40 members of his church. He had five more people waiting to be buried. He had other people that were sick with the bubonic plague. There's no cure for it, you know. And so he, uh, he said, you know, he was sitting in his, in his study, he said, j- just praying, you know, said, Dear God, looks like the whole congregation is going to die. Is everybody going to die? Where did this plague come from? Is there any help? When the Spirit of God suddenly flashed in his spirit, Acts 10, 38. See, he's asking these questions. Where did the plague come from? Did you send it? You see? Where did it come from? Is it your will? Is my whole congregation going to die? When the Holy Ghost suddenly flashed across his spirit, Acts ten thirty eight, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he said, instantly, I saw it. Jesus is the healer; Satan is the oppressor. And other scripture, then, all through the Bible, from the beginning to the end, began to come to him as the Holy Ghost brought the revelation to him. Lord, he said, help me to preach that to my people. And he said, for nineteen years, then, see. See, from 75, 85 to to 1894, he was here in 1895. Took him some time, came by ship. For 19 years, he said, then I preached that to my congregation. Now, no more. Those that had the bubonic plague got healed as he taught them and prayed for them. And for a 19-year period, he said, nobody in my church died, not a young person, not a baby, not a middle-aged person, not a child, no one but elderly people that lived their life out. That's the Congregationist Church. But see, when the truth was preached, they got a hold of it. Well, he came. It was advertised in newspapers because, of course, we didn't have radio and television in 1895. But the newspaper headlined San Francisco and across the nation said, Healer is coming to America. So he got into San Francisco. He had a room reserved in one of the hotels downtown there. And when he got in, actually, and into his room, The management of the hotel comes and said, what can we do? We don't know what to do. People are lined up every way from this hotel, four blocks each direction. Four different directions. Four blocks standing two abreast trying to get to him. You see, people, people want healing. You can't blame them. And Dr. Dowie said himself, I said, the the manager of the hotel said, what are we going to do? They've got the traffic blocked. Well, he said, I'll I'll, I'll see some of them. So just bring them up to the room one by one. Allow them to come in one by one. Dowie said he interviewed and talked to, I think it was 254, never ministered and prayed for a single one of them. Just sent them away just like they came. When he got to a dear old black woman, I think she was the 254th one. And this dear old black woman didn't have any shoes on because her feet and limbs, I guess you had dropsy among other things, were swollen you see to where you couldn't get your shoes in feet. Her feet were bursted open. Her limbs were bursted open. They'd swollen and burst. And she had gunny sacks. We'd call them down in Texas and here in Oklahoma, toe sacks wrapped around her feet. And everywhere she'd step, she'd leave blood. She came in She's the 254th when he never ministered to another one of them, prayed for another one of them. But the 254th, he laid hands on her and she went out. Everybody saw her right perfectly well. Why didn't he minister to the rest of them? They weren't ready. I said, they weren't ready. People come for help sometimes, but really, they won't help on their terms. They're not ready to surrender to the Lord. Are you listening? Amen. Like somebody said, here they came, husband and wife came in for counseling. was telling me, a Christian counselor, because somebody recommended for counseling on marriage. Well, he began to talk to them, found out they weren't really Christians. They, they belonged to some church sometime or another, but they didn't know Jesus, weren't interested in getting saved. Well, he said, this is Christian you know, counseling. See, you can't help people that's not interested with Christian counseling to live for the Lord and not interested in Jesus. They can't be helped. But I'd help you if they can. What's your problem? The wife said, well, I have a boyfriend and he don't like it. Well, you could readily understand why he wouldn't like that. And then as he questioned, he come to find out she'd have five more boyfriends before she got to this one. And uh, he don't like it. <laughs> now, how are you going to help somebody like that if they don't want to know Jesus? You might as well just take him by the ear, lead him out of the office, and kick him in the seat of the britches, and let him go, because they're not going to get anything anyhow. Right. Say amen if you can. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. Sure, he don't like it. She's got a boyfriend on the side. He went on to say he had caught her in bed with him ten times. Now, can you straighten our marriage out? Well, no, nobody can straighten it out. Unless they want it straightened out and they want to live right. They want to get to Jesus. Are you listening to me? Unless he wants to live with that kind of a thing. I don't know what else you'd call her.
1: Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan Honey,
0: I'm so excited about our offer this month.
1: Yeah, especially this one.
0: Yes. This is the day. A DVD teaching by my dad, about an hour and 20 minutes worth of teaching. This is the day. We went into the vault and got this, and And we're releasing it. It's a brand-new release. This was preached at Camp Meeting in 1998. I remember it well. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, people got excited about it. Oh, yeah, it was a great sermon. I know. And then, uh, actually, this is a study guide by your dad, Foundations for Faith. It is 13 faith lessons. Right. And many study groups. Yeah, many small groups are using this. That's right. And then your book, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny. That's all for a gift of $45 or more.
1: Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth e. Hagen on Healing Belongs to Us. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org for more great resources. The series you just heard is in the bookstore as well. Thanks for listening to Rema for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.